Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Hey, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. The Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 97. My name is Brandon Olinger. Most of you know me by Brando. And join with me, as always, is my favorite podcast co-host. You might as well call him my bro host, Ben the Law Watson. What up, what up, what up, Brando? You know what's up, Ben? What's up? We got ourselves a little Buckeye action on the pod tonight. The Buckeyes. I love it, baby. I love it, too. Look. What an amazing college season to to watch unfold. You know, by all accounts, it was just another great season in the books. Obviously, we are knee-deep into the senior circuit season, but we couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk to two-time All-American, two-time top-four finisher Luke Pletcher for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I think that, you know, look, we like watching the Buckeyes wrestle. So it's fun when we get a Buckeye on. And it was fun to talk to Luke Pletcher to hear kind of the ins and outs of not only, you know, the way he goes about training, but the way the Ohio State team goes about training in general. I thought it was really neat to get a inside glimpse into the Ohio State Buckeye team. And I think that's what he gave us. I got to be honest with you, my man. I, I was actually a little shocked by his uh, – uh, his personality, I guess I'll put it that way, maybe his interview style. Yeah. Um, a little guarded, a little reserved, I guess is a good way to put it, maybe. Yeah, he keeps it a little close to the vest. You know, he kind of deflected on a couple of the questions we asked because, you know, I think that he respects, not that the other people that don't do that don't respect, but, you know, he really respects Tom Ryan, and I think he knows that he doesn't want to say anything that's going to put him in the hot seat with that coach. But I don't even think it's that. I, I, that's not really what I'm talking about. It's like, look, we've been fortunate enough to talk to some athletes that really have these outgoing personalities. They let them shine on the podcast. Um, a, a little bit, you know, you kind of, uh, you really can kind of uh, play off of them and feed off of each other to have a good time. With, with Luke Pletcher, it was, it was a little, uh, a little bit the opposite at times, and that's not a knock on him. It just kind of goes to the type of maybe, maybe the type of person he, he is and how he approaches the sport. Yeah, I, I think I think he is. I think he is a little more humble. Um, and I think very he, introverted. Yeah, very introverted. Um, but not. But with that said, he gave us a couple really good nuggets. I think um, that I think a lot of these Buckeye fans and just wrestling fans in general are enjoy. Of course, no, no. I mean, look, it was it was fun to talk. It was a lot of fun to do. It was great to talk to him. Um, like you said, it was it was awesome to kind of get into some of the uh, the up close and personal look of how how the Buckeyes prepare for things. Um, I'm just putting it out there. I was a little shocked. I, I, I was surprised by his personality. Hey, and that's what we like to do we allowed to put it out there so i agree with you homie i don't even know what that means <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> with that said here's luke pletcher. <laughs> no um all joking aside listen uh before we bring on luke pletcher let's uh take care of that normal business this is the inside trip wrestling podcast this is episode number 97 catch us on social media we're on the twitter we're on twitter the twitter i saw we're on that twitter now, now. 
<laughs> the Facebook. You, anyone, any uh, young gentleman on that Twitter? <laughs> Catch Wait, us on Twitter? Twitter at the Inside Trip One. We got a Facebook page out there. It's the Inside Trip. Find us on Instagram, the Inside Trip. The podcast. You can find us at all your typical podcast locations: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, all that good stuff. And if you want to send us an email, please do so. We really do appreciate it. It's the Inside Trip One at Gmail dot com. If you guys are listeners of the podcast and you like what you hear, or even if you don't like what you what you hear please do us a favor go out there uh give us a little bit of a rate and review we really appreciate it you can do that through the apple podcast site um we really do appreciate you, you that. gotta do it because our wives are like why the hell do you spend all this time doing this podcast stuff and we have to prove to them that people actually enjoy listening so give us a rate and a review and if you mention our wives in the rate and review i'll give you a shout out on the podcast oh really yeah. You want people mentioning our wives? I mean, not in like some sort of weird, creepy ass way. <laughs> you just opened the can yeah, of worms. Yeah, if you mention my wife in some weird, creepy ass way, I'm probably going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so enough of us knuckleheads, <laughs> as always. Um, here's Luke Pletcher, 133 pounds for the Ohio State Buckeye, two-time fourth-place finisher at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. Still with a year to go. Hope you enjoy it. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bros. All right, joining us for episode number 96 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is two-time All-American from Ohio State University, Luke Pletcher. Luke, my man, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing good. Doing good. Uh, hey, thanks. First of all, thanks for taking the time to uh, basically take time out of your busy schedule to speak to us. We've been looking really forward to getting you on this podcast and talking to you about your career and specifically your uh, your junior season that you just completed. No problem. Yeah, Luke. Uh, we're geeked about this. Um, I, I don't know if you know, but we're both from Ohio. We both live in the Dayton area. Kind of grew up um, following the Buckeyes, um, you know, wrestling. Um, and so we're really excited. You're the second Buckeye we've had on. We had Colin Moore on a couple years ago, um, or I think last year, and it, was, it went really well. So we thought, we, you know, we needed to get another Buckeye on, and we thought, you know, why not get another Lukey Pleasure on the podcast? So first, we talked about we talked we talked about how we're from Ohio, but you're actually a PA boy, three time Pennsylvania State champion, four time finalist. How did the PA schools? I mean, there's a number of them, Division One, let you slip through their fingers. Um. Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess. I guess I mean they were they were they recruited me, but um, I just felt like Ohio State was the place for me to be. So uh, I kind of, they didn't really let me go through their fingers. It was just more of me getting out of it, you know. So I felt like this is the place for me to be, and I made the decision. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what was it about Ohio State that really drew you there? Um, well, I don't know. I've always kind of, not that I've been a Buckeye fan my whole life, but uh, I don't know. I just, I've, I've, I've followed them, and uh I uh, went on my visit, and I don't know. I just I I love the the way the team acted. Um, it just seemed like everybody there wasn't like dreading practice, and they were all happy to be there. Uh, they seemed close. I liked the coaches. I had the best practice partners in the, that I could dream of. So I mean, it was perfect storm for me. Well, I mean, look. I mean, obviously the results speak for themselves. You're a two time All American. You finished in the top five the last two years with fourth place finishes. What's that mean? I mean, what's that mean to you when you when you hear two time All American Luke Fletcher, you know, placing in the top four two years in a row? 
Um, it's hard to say now, but I know eventually I would, I mean, I, I still think it's, a, it's an accomplishment, but, uh, it's hard to enjoy it right now, I guess, because, you know, I have, I have one more shot at getting what I, what I came to Ohio state for. So, um, I know, I know I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot more in the future, but for now, it doesn't mean too, too much, but I still, I mean, I'm, I'm happy I did it, but, uh, that's not the end goal, you know? No, I totally get it. We can completely read between the lines there. Obviously a guy like you, you know, I think you were a four-time PA finalist, three-time champ. Um, you're coming to Ohio state with big expectations, lofty goals, obviously wanting to be a national champ, you know, multiple, not multiple time national champ. Um, but as you said, you've got one more year to get that accomplished. Um, speaking of that, you know, you talked about, you know, you mentioned you've got one more year. Uh, your freshman year, you got pulled out of red shirt around December. You know, what did you think when you got pulled out of red shirt and not only getting pulled out of red shirt as a freshman, um, you know, in December, but going up a weight class to 141 and competing? What did you think at that time when, when, they, when they made that call? Um, It was it was kind of an easy decision just because like the red shirt season isn't that fun. You know, you're just going to tournaments and practicing hard in the room and you don't really get the, the glory of getting to wrestle all the big matches. So, you know, the time I, I remember I went home, uh, it was Vegas. It was the, the Vegas tournament. And uh, they were, they asked me right before that. And I was, I was home and my, I was talking to my, my parents about it and, I don't know. It was just like, why not? I felt ready. I was getting better in the room and I knew I still had, well, it was like three months to get, to get even better for for the national tournament. So it was, it was, I mean, I was all in for it. So I felt, I felt like I was ready to go. Did you feel like there was a big adjustment going up a weight since you, I, I believe you, you had been competing at 133 pounds at open tournaments that year before then, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I was. And another thing I, I came, I came in, the summer, uh, right after I graduated high school, and there was there was a chance that I would have um, went right away at 33, depending on how you know the lineup shook out, kind of like right. what happened last year yep. with NATO going 25. So I mean, I was I was planning all summer to be wrestling um, in the lineup. So, uh, but when, once I moved up to 41, I think the only difference really was the length. People were just taller. Strength. I mean, the strength never really been an issue for me, but uh, yeah, the the length. Some of those guys. I remember the first match that guy that I wrestled was uh, Zach Sinnon from Missouri. Yeah, yeah. And he was so tall, and I I I just remember having his leg like on my shoulder, and he wasn't even bouncing. So that, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah. The length. The length's tough to overcome sometimes. Right. No, it's funny. Ben and I was actually talking about that before we got you on the line. And it, we were actually at that that duel when Ohio State battled Missouri at Ohio State and saw you come from behind to beat him. And it was it was so funny. I, yeah. I really recall you having that leg in the air and it was almost like he wasn't even phased by it. Um, you know, I know it's crazy. It, 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 I remember that, you you know, you you it took you a little bit. To, I mean, you were having a great season, took you a little bit to get to get adjusted to the, you know, going up a weight, wrestling those taller, linky guys. But I do recall at the national tournament, I mean, you were wrestling so well at the end of the season, especially at the national tournament. Um, obviously, it didn't turn out, you know, it, it didn't work out for you getting on the podium that year. But looking back on it, do you have any regrets about taking a, not taking a red shirt that year? Uh, you kind of skipped, I, I kind of, uh, you kind of skipped that out 
uh, on the reception, but I think I heard someone heard what you said. Um, um, Can you repeat the question just so I know for sure before I answer it? Yeah, no problem. Uh, My my apologies there. Um, You know, I recall your freshman year, you know, obviously there was some adjusting going up a weight to 141. You you know, you, you, you were wrestling well, but took your lumps in certain times. But by the time the national tournament came around, you were wrestling really well. Um, ultimately it didn't work out for you to where you ended up on the podium to, you know, as an all American. Um, but you were still, you know, you were still wrestling really well at that time. Do you ever have any, looking back on it, do you ever have any regrets about not taking a red shirt? Uh, not really. Not really. I just want, I just knew at that time I really wanted to, I really wanted to wrestle. So, uh, you can't really dwell on the past. I mean, I mean, I, I think it helped me a lot. Uh, just knowing going into last year that, you know, I had, I had national, um, it was a close match that I kind of threw away, just didn't wrestle smart. And just knowing going into my sophomore year down a weight class that I could wrestle with those types of wrestlers was like, I think it just got my confidence up knowing. Cause I mean, you go and you go from high school to college thinking like, yeah, I can do this. But until you really get in there and mix it up with the best guys, you can't really be sure. So I think that's what that helped me with the most. No, I, I, think, I think that's a great point. Um, no, I remember that astronaut match at, at NCAAs. You really, I mean, you had a beat, to be, to be honest with you, at one yeah. point. Not to, not to beat, the, beat the dead horse here. And, e- and even if you would have lost your next match, I think you would have had Tyler Smith and Buck, not All-American, who you'd beaten already earlier in the year. So, um, you yeah. know, so I mean, <laughs> so, I mean you, were, you were really close. <laughs> I mean, you were really, what I'm trying to say, yeah. I'm trying, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. You were really close, <laughs> even up a weight at 141 that year. My Brandon, my podcast partner, is not, he's like, you're an idiot, Ben, for asking that question. <laughs> I was just trying to let everybody know that you were pretty damn close to All-American and as a freshman. We like to call that pouring salt yeah. on the wound, Ben. Good job, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sure that minimize that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm sure that match hasn't run through your head a couple of times. No, it's all good, man. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the Ohio State team. Okay, you've had the opportunity to wrestle with some exceptional guys, man. Even one of you know one or a few of them have been legendary teammates in your career. What's it mm-hmm. like to have been on teams with guys like Kyle Snyder, Nathan Thomasello, Miles Martin, to name a few? It's crazy. I mean, I think it really just but the thing you can take away the most from being just on their team and being in the room with them the most is just, I would say their work ethic and just the way they handle themselves. They're just, they're all really, just really good people, really good dudes, love being around them. And they seem, they seem to be doing uh, the right things in almost every aspect of their life. And they, and they go really hard in the, in the practice room. So, I mean, it just kind of gives you a model of what, what you should be doing. So, and if when you're in the room and you see them going hard, it just kicks you in the butt a little bit, gets you working harder than what you were previously. So it's, I mean, I, you can't ask for a better situation. Okay, two-part question. One, who do you train with most in the room? And two, what is it like training with Nathan Tomasello? That dude seems like he's a, he's a freak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, train with most uh, for a while. I'd say my freshman year, I wrestled with Logan the most, and then after that, I kind of, I kind of mixed it up. There's, there was this period where uh, I wrestled with Joey a lot, and then I wrestled with Logan a lot. Um, 
then NATO. NATO's just so he's just so tough. It's just it's sometimes it's frustrating how hard how hard he goes. So it's like I don't I don't even know how to describe it. He just is so he's so strong and he doesn't get tired, so it's just it's a lot. And it just it's it's awesome to wrestle with him. I mean, it almost sounds annoying. Like it would be totally annoying to be wrestling a guy that strong and just never gets tired. And you're like, look, it's practice. Take it easy on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You wish you could say that, but there's, there's, you're not going to get too much better when that's happening. But he just, he he keeps going. He's a man. Yeah. Is he, uh, he's competing in the open coming up, right? Yeah. That's the plan. You've been been training with him at all? Uh yeah, we just did technique yesterday. Um, he he's he's getting better, man. He's looking good. Yeah, he's like one of those guys, man. Like, you know, we watch a lot of interviews and nicest dude off the mat, but on the mat, that guy mm. is freaking the meanest son of a gun I've seen in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's 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 a, definitely a switch of wrestling Nate and the person. He just is. Even kill when he's off the mat, but out there he's trying to rip some arms off. You guys ever gotten into it in the room? Oh yeah, a couple times. <laughs> I think that I think that's I think that's just what like makes. I think it's a good thing. Some people don't think it's a good thing, but I think getting into it with people is good. Right. Because I, mean, I mean, when it's done, when it's done, I mean, we're still slap hands and we're all good. But when it's practice time, I think. Duking it out every once in a while isn't that bad. Look, I'd not be like throwing punches wise, but right. I'd be concerned <laughs> if you guys weren't getting into it a little bit in the room. To be honest with you, all right. So listen, right. Luke, um, man, you've got you have an interesting style. Uh, I'll put it that way. Like there's times when you know, you, a there's times when you have a lot of close matches, um, and then there's times when mm-hmm. when I when we see you, it's like, look, when you you want to score, you go get the takedown and you score. Talk to us a little bit about your wrestling style, maybe where it comes from. Um, and then also, if you don't mind, we'll make this a two-part question. Do your coaches ever seem to get nervous to, because you're in tight matches a lot? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they get nervous or not, to be honest with you. Uh, I would say they probably do. I, de- I actually know Tom does. He gets nervous <laughs> for anything. Right. But, but the other coaches, Turvell definitely doesn't, I don't think. But I don't know. And my style, um, I would say right now, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm steadily trying to get more offense. Not that I don't have it, just like putting it out on the map for matches, which is just, I mean, it's just a tough thing to do. And, you know, that's why sometimes it looks like I'm doing it and I'm getting a lot of shots off. And there's other times where it just doesn't happen. And there's there's a mix of things with why sometimes it doesn't happen. But um yeah, I think I think I'm just hard to score on. I think uh just I try to stay in, in good position and in my stance the whole time and look for my shots and score up of his. Well Luke, I'm just gonna let you know and I'm gonna speak on behalf of uh, all wrestling fans in the state of Ohio. It makes us nervous at times. So I you know you might not care, but I'm just throwing it out there. But you are right. You definitely have a style, a style that's very, very hard to score on. Um, we, obviously, you, you keep great position the entire time. 
Um, you hand fight really well. But I will tell you, man, from our vantage point, when you want to go get that takedown and you open it up, you typically do and you get it. And I think it's pretty cool to watch. Um, so thanks for getting into mm-hmm. that with us. Um, if you don't mind, let's get into your freshman year just a little bit, um, a little bit more. What was it like? I know we talked about this just a bit ago, but what was it like? You know, obviously you got your red shirt pulled. Um, you know, you had a great season, but you were stepping in for Keyshawn Hayes, who was, you know, uh, you know, probably going to have a great season. Um, you know, a big fan favorite there. Um, how, how did that go for you and, and your relationship with Keyshawn? Uh, I think, I mean, if anything, I mean, he's, he's been nothing but, he's been nothing but great about it. He's a, he's a great teammate. Um, he's just always looking, you know, he's sometimes when you look about or look what Keyshawn has went through, it's just right. it's like, dang, man, I don't know how he keeps his head straight. Sometimes he just been through some tough things and, uh, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, it's been great with, with me and him. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, you're right. I mean, Keyshawn, he goes, and I, I, I think it, it's public knowledge, he tears his ACL after his. He has actually a great redshirt freshman year where he, I think he beats Kalatsik, he beats some really other, beats some studs, goes out, tears his ACL, and then the next yeah. year, then the next year he's got to wrestle off Joey McKenna for the spot at 41. He actually wins one of the wrestle-offs. You know, eventually they decide he's going to go up. And then McKenna stays mm-hmm. down. Then he's got to wrestle off Micah Jordan. And, you know, Micah gets by that, and he's got to go up to 57 after he just went up to 49. I mean, talk to us a little bit about uh, – or one, yeah, one, talk to us a little bit about kind of the mentality of Keyshawn Hayes. And two, what way does he go on next year? Um, I don't know. I like, like I said earlier, I don't know how it's, – it's hard to just go up, like, the year before he wrestled off at 41. Now, now this year he's wrestling 57. And he's light, like he's not heavy. So it's just, I don't know how he does. It's pretty crazy. He just takes takes it as it goes, I guess. Is how you could say it. But and I'm not sure what weight he's going to next year. I really yeah. don't. Any any chance of seeing back down at 41? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I could, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm okay. not just saying that because I'm one. <laughs> no, that's fine, man. That that's that's fine. All right, let's get back to you. So. You know, after your freshman year, you started your sophomore year, you're back down at an optimal weight class. Um, and you started with significant success. You won the CKLB with wins over Michik, Montori Bridges, Corbin Meyer. At what point did you kind of feel like, hey, I've made this jump from my freshman to sophomore year and I'm, and I can really compete with these guys? Um, it would probably be, it'd probably be that tournament just because. Uh, I, I would say just the, just getting wins over those guys, you know, just to put me up in that in that conversation. It, it's just you know, if you think you just get that feeling like, yeah, I belong, I belong in that conversation, and you just kind of get that little the mojo that goes along with it. You just kind of get on a roll and kind of ride ride with it. So that I think that's I think that's big on any anybody in wrestling, just getting on a roll. And, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So you've been fortunate enough to be a part of some really good Ohio State teams, as we've already discussed. Um, you guys have also, as a team, you've been fortunate enough to be in some really, you know, a- amazing battles with with other great teams, specifically Penn State. Um, I think the 2017-2018 
um, season is going to go down as one of the, the the greatest, in my opinion, you know, kind of team races of all time, you know, the regular season and also the national tournament. Um, what was it like? What was it like going into rec hall that year in wrestling Penn state? Mm. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, it was great. The match was great, but they're, they're tough. They're a tough group of fans. Uh, I, I just remember after we lost, walking back to the locker room and like the fans exit, like they're like walking back to the locker room with us and they have to like walk past our locker room door. And that was, that was a tough walk with those fans yelling obscene things. <laughs> it, it, that one sucked, but it was, it was kind of like a lot of my friends go to, went, go to Penn State. So, you know, obviously for me, I was, telling them oh yeah this is we're gonna beat them this year and then not doing it it was it was tough but i was just one of those things you'll remember pretty hostile environment during the actual meet yeah definitely it's loud really loud i would say that was probably the loudest that was definitely the loudest place i've wrestled it's just it's they're right up on you 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 roll out of bounds or basically touching someone what one thing will you remember from that dual meet? I mean, I'm sure there's something imprinted in your mind. Uh, just the the way I I think it's just the way the fans talk. Just like they they, they don't have like a like nothing like bad against them, but like they they they're not afraid to they're not afraid to yell out of their mind, even though we're like basically right up on you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, I just remember. I, I just remember. I just remember walking back to the locker room and the, the fans just yelling. I was like, "Dude, just stop!" stop it. <laughs> that that was a that was a that was a crazy duel, me man. Just just the the entire. I, I remember I was watching it on TV, and that that thing was it looked it looked hostile. It looked hostile. I think you won though. I think you got the W that night, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things like you can't even, you can't even celebrate it in, in the, in the moment. Cause you were like, even like right after you were done, it was just like one of those duels that like you just wanted to get, just, you just want to stay right there and watch everything. It seems like every match is a big match. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it, I mean, it was, I think the past two years, the Penn State matches have been, have been huge. Um, right. So yeah. So that was your sophomore year. You you, know, you go into the NCAA tournament as the three seed that year. I mean, you, seriously, you, I mean, you had a, you had a great season. I think your only losses were to Michik. Do you recall what went through your mind mm-hmm. when you saw the draw uh, for that NCAA tournament? Uh, my sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think I kind of expected. I think I yeah I expected being the three seed. Um, I don't I don't remember. Or Kate Brock was the four seed I think. Yeah. And uh, I didn't I didn't know if they were going to switch those two up or not, but I wasn't sure. And um, yeah, I I I felt I I felt pretty confident going into it just because I remember I lost to Mijic in the duel pretty bad, and I just did some stupid things, and he rode me pretty pretty hard and we, we focused on that a lot and then uh big tens he beat me but it was closer 
and I felt some things. And then I figured I'd get, I, I was hoping I'd get another crack at him in the semis. If all went well, and I did, and then I stopped wrestling in the last 15 seconds. No, I, I remember that. I, I, I think that, I think that with your match in the Big Ten with him, I, I remember watching that because I was at the match when, when you lost him in the duel. I think he was at Michigan that year. And then you wrestled the big, mm-hmm. you wrestled the big tens, and I was like, okay. I mean, I think, I think you kind of closed the gap a little bit. So, so I was looking forward to you guys wrestling again. Uh, quick question before we get into something else: Are you the type of wrestler that kind of looks at your draw, looks at your bracket? Like, how do you prepare for the NCAA tournament? Are you the guy that like I don't need to know? Just, just tell me where to go, and I'm ready to go. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I look, I look at it, but uh, I feel, I mean, like I'm not expecting to wrestle anybody because especially at the national tournament, just because it's so crazy. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but I mean, I think it's, I think you kind of have to, if you're, if you're trying to game plan against certain people. And I mean, definitely the first match you, you build up a game plan and then just like some, some basic things, no tendencies of different people that you might wrestle and then talk about it more in depth whenever that time comes, no matter who it is. So I think, I think, it's almost impossible not to look at who you possibly could have. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right. I, I think a lot of guys probably take a look at their, their draws and see who they have, specifically for game planning and you know video watching and preparation. Um, you know, right. we want to obviously move on to your junior season here in just a second, but I have to. I'm, I'm just curious, like going into that tournament your sophomore year, the, the the duel right before the tournament, you beat Tariq Wilson seven to three, and then you struggled. Uh, against him at the tournament itself. What was the big difference? What was, what did you feel from Tariq at the tournament that was so different uh, from, from the duel? Um, I, I don't like, I don't feel like there was too, too much different. It was just that um, he didn't, he didn't take bottom because I, I think I wrote him out in the duel. You, you did. Then, um, yes. So he didn't take bottom. And then that was the second period. And he he took a shot, and I remember I got like a cement, like cow catcher type position, and it was really really deep. It was too deep, and he kind of just so like I was too deep, and I didn't have a post, and he kind of just bumped me over. So that's when, that's when he caught me on my back. Yep. And I just remember, I remember coming out of that, and like at first, I don't know, I don't know why I thought that like I needed to just. I was only down three, I think in the third period or something like that. So it wasn't like unattainable, but for some reason in my mind, I just like kept doing dumb things when I could have just stuck basic and just tried to pick up two takedowns. But in, for some reason I threw a headlock or something like that, you know, but I mean, he, I think another thing that he, he did was he kind of found that, that shot that like, it was like an open single leg is what it, is what it seemed like. His Dude, arms, he was hitting everybody. His arms are just so right. His arms are just so long. So like you think you you think you stopped it, but his arms like six inches longer than anybody else you wrestle, and he has your leg. And once he gets it, he's got a strong pull, and it's just tough to stop. All right. So this is a this is a team question, and and I'm, and I'm not going to let you get away with it without answering. I'm just kidding. If you don't feel like answering, that's fine. But you know. Ohio State that year scored 134.5 points at the NCAA tournament. 
I mean, that's good enough for 15th all time. And I'm not talking about all-time runner-ups. I'm talking about all-time points scored. Yet Penn State still won the tournament. And, and Ohio State, I mean, it was within their grasp. Talk to me about how you felt after those three days in March. Uh, not good. Not good. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. It's just like we we said all year. I don't know if we felt like we had the super team and we knew they had a super team. We felt like we had we had the pieces to do it. And we did have the pieces to do it. And they just, they just had a better three days. And coach, coach was like trying to keep us, like when we went to took out, take the picture, I just remember him telling us like, you guys look like your, your puppy just died. I mean, like we were all done, especially with what happened in miles. Like you go from like extreme high to extreme low. And it was just, I don't know. It was just, it was tough. It was tough, but. You get over it. Yeah, that that was I think that was the year the Miles and Bo Nickel wrestled. I um I mean were there any were there any members of the team that kinda tried to shoulder the blame more than others, any of the captains that were kinda like, Look, you know, this is on me or this is on them or you know, kinda what was the message after after this ha- after it happened? Uh there wasn't really too too much said for a little bit. For I mean, I think we were all putting blame on ourselves there's every basically everybody on the team could have could have put something on themselves you know so it's just it's tough it's tough because you there's you can't put any blame on anybody it was just that's the way it goes you you, you could wrestle the tournament 10 times and you never it it could be go five different ways so it's it's different well, thank you for actually, you know, being able to, to answer these questions. Obviously, the, the, that season was a historic season for Ohio State. It was a historic season for NCAA wrestling in general um, with the season and the, and the battle that Penn State and Ohio State had. So it's always great to get some inside perspective on on the thoughts and feelings behind what, what you know, the Ohio State athletes regarding that season. Um, you know, this season, you know, you guys, you guys lost a lot of great athletes from that team. And then this season, you guys went out and, and from, uh, you know, by all you know, by all accounts, had a had another great season finish as runner up again. Can you talk to us in general about maybe the team's thoughts um, on uh, on how this season ended for them with another runner up finish, and obviously yourself having another fourth place finish at the tournament? Um, it, it was a little bit it was a little bit different than last year, just because we knew we knew that it was going to be a little bit tougher for us to win. We still thought we still thought it was possible. Definitely. Sure. You know, we went in there with the, the the mindset of winning and we had, we needed some things to go our way and then not have the fantastic tournament. But, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think there's some positives, some, some positives that we took, took out of it. Um, I don't think we were as down as a whole. I don't think we were as down on, uh, just like the morale of the team after the tournament. But, you know, there were some, you know, some heartbreakers. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's, it's tough to deal with. It's tough to deal with some things that happen that you didn't think were going to happen. Or, right. Obviously. You wanted, you wanted, you wanted these people to do well and it doesn't happen. So it, it you know, we didn't have a champ. So that's, that's tough. But, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't as bad as, as uh, my sophomore year, but we were, we were, I think we were, 
um, okay with it. I hear you. I wouldn't say we we're, we we're, we weren't satisfied by any means, but you know we wrestled we wrestled hard. And that's all you can do. Right. So you know, many people thought that this year's 133 pound weight class was one of the toughest weight classes of all time. I think even John Smith went on record and said that, in his opinion, it, it was the toughest weight class of all time. You know, I think there could have been an, any number of national champs at this weight class in that bracket. Um, and you go out, you battle tough, you finish fourth place. You actually surprise a lot of people outside of Ohio by finishing in fourth place. Um, how does that feel to know that? I mean, yeah, you, you took fourth place at what many considered one of the toughest weight classes of all time. Um, so it kind of goes back to that one question you asked. Um, I feel like I'll appreciate it a lot more later. Um, I felt like I felt like I could I could have went on that run, strong five matches together, but it didn't happen. And uh, I was I was happy that I was able to bounce back Saturday morning and uh, wrestle tough. I didn't I didn't really I didn't really feel like doing wrestling at that point, you know. It's tough. That, that Saturday morning is a tough session. Um, yeah. It's about, about all I felt. And I, and I get that. Like, look, I mean, you know, we, we as fans can get more excited, you know, than, than, than you because, you know, you obviously have that end goal to be a national champion. Um, but, but you did have to end up, I think, wrestling in the quarterfinals. Um, a guy who you wrestled, I think, a number of times in high school, but lost to, um, in college. And that was Mickey Phillippe from Pitt. Uh, talk to us about going into that match. Did you have a specific game plan after you'd lost to him at Cliff Keen? Uh, kinda, kinda. Um, I think that might have been the first time I've ever game planned really hard for Mickey. Um, I mean, like you said, we wrestled a ton. We practiced together in high school a couple days a week. And, uh, so I, you know, I had a game plan. I, I was, the whole tournament, I was just trying to get more, more takedowns, first period takedowns. And then, um, so I was able to pick one up on him and get riding time, which was, which was, the, which was the, uh, strategy. I wanted to get over a minute of riding time, whether, whether it took a takedown and a ride out and some riding time and whenever he took bottom, because I didn't want what happened in Vegas, him getting a minute riding time. And that was the difference. So you obviously, you know, you flip the script this match. You you reverse the loss that took place at Cliff Keen. You win this match. You move on to the semifinals where you face Dayton Fix. What's it like wrestling Dayton Fix? And, and what was a bit of your game plan going into that match? Um, he he's he's pretty strong, but um, he was just like poppy, I guess. I mean, I just remember he, he like popped in and out of the stance, uh, pretty quick. Um, but I felt like. He got that. He got that one takedown. That sometimes I not that I struggle, but sometimes I, in practice, someone some people get me in that take in that shot, and uh, he finished that takedown and kind of. I feel like I underestimated his his boots a little bit. They were they were tight, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't get out on those. And uh, and then I felt like I was starting. I I feel like watching it which is it's hard to watch those sometimes after like this this soon after but i feel like i was holding back on my like my like the follow through of my shots 
So that's just something to look forward, look for, um, next time I wrestle, hopefully. And, uh, he, yeah. he, he gets on top and he just looks for them double boots, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets, once he gets on there, he, he pops his hips and he's trying to take your arms out so he can get, get your flat. And then, I mean, he was like, he was, he was just like, like wrenching, wrenching my arm. And it was almost like if he took his boot out, he might have turned me. Right. You know, he's not doing it. But instead, he's just stolen. Instead, he was just, yeah, he was just ripping my arms off. So, (laughs) I mean, I mean, it worked. I mean, like, you can't, you can't fault him, but he might have, he might have been able to put me on my back if he would have taken him out. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen. Because he, no, he gets on top. He just throws, he just throws some double boots, and I'm like, "What are you doing, man? You just flatten the guy out and stalling." Don't tell him I said. Yeah, no, <laughs> it hurt, but he did his job on hurting me. But that's about it. So, speaking of a guy that you uh, you know, you flipped around or you flipped the result at nationals. What's it like wrestling Roman Bravo Young? Or actually, I think you flipped it at Big Tens. Actually, yeah, um, he is his reattacker. His reattacks are pretty good. That's what I I think that's I respected his reattacks too much in the duel. So like my shot, I don't know. I I feel like I remember after the Penn State match, I was talking with Jay and he was like telling me that I respected his his reattacks too much and like I was a little bit of afraid to mix it up just because I knew his reattacks were coming. So I think that that played into it. Um. And I mean, he's just like he just seems gamey. Quick. Is he pretty quick? You know, you know yeah, he, yeah, he's quick. Yeah, definitely quick. And he, he's just like just threatening in weird positions where some most people aren't really threatening. What's it like to wrestle for Ohio State head coach Tom Ryan? <laughs> it's great. I love it. He's he's the man. He'll do anything for you. He's uh he is crazy. And eccentric. The words I was describing as. Well, what does that mean? I mean, crazy and eccentric. Like, g- give us, give us some examples here. Come on. He's, he's just, he's just like real, like he's just really passionate. Like he'll find things that are, he's really passionate about and he'll be on that for like two months and he'll just preach it. Just like I remember or before nationals, we, we all went over to his house and we watched, uh, uh, what was the movie we watched? Free Solo. Have you ever seen it? No, no. Did you say it's about this rock climber guy? Yeah, you said Free, Free Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Oh, you seen it? About the dude that climbed. Uh, uh, oh shoot. What the Yo- Yosemite? Yeah, is that Yosemite? Um, El Capitan. Yeah, Yosemite. It's yeah. like a thirty-two hundred foot route. He climbed it without a rope and harness. He did it free freehand. What? Yeah, rock. Yeah, dude, I love that. It's crazy. The last it's movie I watched. The last movie I watched was Anchorman. <laughs> that was probably a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys watch that with Coach Ryan. Yeah. What do he do? What do he preach? Yeah, so we watch that. He just, I mean, anything that was said in there, he was just talking about it. He loved free solo. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that, that was probably the most recent thing that he's, he's bought into, was free solo. Yeah, he's like, look, and this dude. How crazy that guy was. This guy climbed the mountain 3,200 feet high with no rope. Stop complaining about having to go out there and wrestle a wrestling match, right? Right, basically, yeah. <laughs> Talk to us or, about. And, his, and the guy's attention to detail. 
Right. And the little things that count and stuff like that. I, I mean, dude, I actually, I really enjoyed that documentary. So I, I want to watch this tonight. It was great. People I, need to watch it. I was, it. It's I was cool. sweating just watching it. It was wild. What's it on? Uh, Hulu. I'm watching it tonight. It's pretty good. Check it out. So what's it like with some of the other coaches? I mean, obviously, t- we've heard that Tuvel is like a great, like a uh, mental preparation coach. Um, we've heard that Jaggers is really teaches the guys what to wear, you know, off the mat and stuff like that. So what's it like wrestling for those guys as well? Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Jay, Jay, uh, he's the stylish one, like you said. That's right. He's got all the style. Um, Turbell, he is, he is a tech, he's a really good technician. He just thinks about things differently, I guess you could say. He just, everything's thought out and it's just, whenever he's te- teaching technique, there's just, I've never, I've never been around a tech, technician that thinks about things so deep. And, uh, Bo, it's weird, weird now that Bo is a coach, a little bit weird, not really, but right. it's just like, I feel like there hasn't been, like, a, I see him as a coach, but then there's also like, he wasn't on my team last year, so it's like hard to keep calling him coach. He doesn't like when we call him coach Bo, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. I love it. All right. So you, so you said Jaggers is a stylish one. Has he been able to get those uh, tree trunk legs and some skinny jeans or not? No, I don't, I don't listen to him. Actually, <laughs> we, we had a we had a banquet today, and uh, last year I wore this this like jacket over my like my t shirt, okay. not t shirt, like my uh, my dress shirt, and it was it was too big because <laughs> like I got I I got it in the summer when I was when I was heavier. And then, like now, I'm not that heavy, so it's it's a little big. It was big on me, and you know, he took the he got the picture and roasted me about it. But <laughs> I made I made I made sure I didn't wear that this year. <laughs> I don't know when you said t-shirt. I'm picturing you wearing a, a sport coat over a tuxedo t-shirt. You know, one of them tuxedo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, all right. All joking aside, you know, Ohio State has. You know, you guys have been fortunate enough to have some, had some, have had some really great wrestlers and leaders on this team. Um, I, I think this year again, three, three time All Americans are graduating this year. Going into next year, I mean, it's pretty much you and Colin Moore as being the senior leaders on the team. What's that mean? And what do you and Colin have to do to really guide this young team next year? Um, I think. Me, me, me personally, I would say just be, becoming more vocal. I think just be from, I was, I'm more of like a lead by example. So it's hard, hard for me to just preach and yell at people whenever they need to yell at. So I would say that that's what I need. I need to work on the most and just, just keeping them, just keeping the team up. And, you know, we got, we got some good guys that are coming in that are going to be wrestling next year for the first time and uh, just making sure, making sure they're all good in the head and uh, that they're ready to go and they don't need anything or if they do need anything, help them talking through it or whatever. Speaking of you guys, some guys coming in next year, what do you think the lineup's going to look like next year? You know, it's tough to tell because, you know, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of time between now and next year. But, uh, you know the the freshmen, freshmen, and they've been going hard. They're they're, some, they're a tough group of kids. 
All right. And, uh, so you're not going to give it, us anything. It, 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 no, you guys get nothing. All right. 125, <laughs> Malik Heinzelman. 133, I'm guessing the Cater Red Shirts. Pletcher's going to, can he make 33 again next year? Me? Oh, yeah. All right. 33, Pletcher. 141, Keyshawn Hayes is going to suck back down and make it. 149, we're probably looking at Sammy Sasso, uh, freshman national champ. 57, uh, you know, that's not to be determined. Maddox maybe get in there. 65, is it Carfield? Is it Romero? I don't know. Ethan Smith, maybe at 74. 84, Hoffman. 97, Colin Moore, and heavyweight Chase Singletary. So I, am I right? Come on. I got that lineup right. You, you, you write that down and then next year we'll see. Oh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> He's tough. He's too tough. All right. So, what are your what are your plans for the offseason? Um, definitely U twenty threes. Uh, trials at the MMA. And I I was planning on going to the open, but I hurt my knee yesterday in practice. So, oh, I don't no. think that's that's going to be like I don't think I'll be a hundred percent ready by then. But uh, yeah, just. Freestyle trying to make the U23 world team. That's All right. So obviously you still have a red shirt left. Any any thoughts or consideration on using that next year? Uh, no, we haven't talked about it. So um, I'm sure it might get brought up eventually, but for now we haven't talked about it. If it does get brought up, is it something that you would think about and consider, or are you just are you looking to wrestle your four years, get your degree, and move on to other things? Uh, I, I, if it was if it was best for the team and we thought it'd be that'd be a good idea. If it, if we think it would be a good idea, then yeah, I, I would be out for it. I love. I mean, I love being here, so I would have no problem getting another year here. All right, all right, all right. So, man, we've had you on for about forty five minutes. We're gonna wrap this up real quick with about I don't know seven, eight, nine questions and just kind of some rapid fire fun with you. All right, so you just you answer these with the first thing that comes to your head. All right, so give us something here. We got to know who on the team is the ladies' man on the team. Who's known as the ladies' man? Yeah, it's got to be we'll Caleb Romero, right? To, uh, no, no, it's going to Ethan Smith Grundy. Ooh! So I'll, I'll make sure I'll tell I'll tell him to listen to it. Nice, Ethan Smith. He'll, the like, guy that he'll like that too. Lives on people's legs. That dude just lives on dudes' legs when he wrestles. Lives on. So lives on. What the heck does positive infinity actually mean? Um, we're supposed to say it's the only way we're going. That's the only, that's the only, uh, definition I'm allowed to give by law. All right. It's just, it's really, it's really just something that came, it was, it was nothing. And then we were talking about it as a, like, just like before practice one day. Uh huh. And then for, for some reason, it was just like, we started saying it. And then all of a sudden it was our team motto. All right, all right. People are put people are put it on Instagram, and then next thing you know, it t-shirts made. It caught on. T-shirts were made. All right, so it's the off season. What's your go-to food in the off season? Uh, I would say burgers. I'm a hamburger guy. Is there a good hamburger place in Columbus you like to frequent? No, I like cooking my. I like cooking myself. Probably. Okay. All right, all right. If I recall correctly, can you you tell me if I'm wrong. You, you come from a you're you guys hunt right your family you guys are hunters yes yes you are right you hunt deer and cook your own deer burgers and all that good stuff yep yep that that's probably how i that's probably how i became a 
Ohio State fan, I would say. My dad, we used to on his old truck. He put a, a Ohio State like bumper thing, like the front license plate, I guess. Uh huh. So like we, when we would ask for permission, it looked like we were from Ohio. <laughs> we were fans. They, would, they would, they would, they would. That would be our way to get in, hopefully. But. <laughs> nice. All right, so who is one yeah. guy that you really look forward to wrestling against for, for any reason? You know, maybe it's, you know it's going to be a scrap. Maybe it's you know it's a guy that you can dominate, whatever it is. But who's one guy in the country that you just like, yeah, I can't wait to go against this guy? That's a good question. Um, uh, I would say right now it has to be Nick Soriano just because he's the, he's the man on top. Oh, okay. And uh, I would say that would be who I'm most likely looking forward to. All right, all right. We yeah, have to go. So we can't wait to see that one next year. All right. On the flip side, who's a guy in the country when you're just like, man, I don't want to go against this guy for for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's just, maybe it's just because he's just a, I don't know, just anything. You're just like, I don't want to wrestle this guy because it's annoying to wrestle. You know the answer to this. That's the Santa. Oh, the <laughs> Oh, really? Why? Why is that? It's hard. He goes so hard. Oh, the pace! It's yeah, just like it's just pushing and pushing, and it's it's like hard because he pushes, but he also has your tricep locked, and he's ready for a fireman's carry. So if you push back, you're gonna get fireman's carried. Right. So it's just it's hard. It's just like a hard thing to juggle. So it's just and it's 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 just difficult to an angle out of it. I mean, he honestly, honestly, when you watch him, you know, you take all the the crazy antics aside, you put those out of the way. He seems like he'd be a very frustrating guy to wrestle because exactly of what you just said there. All right, so going yeah. back to the Ohio well, State team, who on the team drives you the most crazy? Like, who's one guy when you're like, man, you're driving me crazy. I'm I'm gonna smack you on this bus or. I'm going to just blast double <laughs> across the wrestling room for any reason. Oh, all in good fun, obviously. All in good fun. I give, I give the, uh, Coons twins a decent amount of trouble every once in a while. Do you really? They, uh, we, have, well, our locker room right now is kind of tight and both of their lockers are like ones on each side of me, like a decent piece away. So there's like <laughs> yapping back and forth. And sometimes <laughs> after practice, that's like the last thing I want to hear. I mean, I love the, I love the coaches, but sometimes I I just tell them like, coach, just be quiet. But <laughs> well, listen, that's that's the one. That's about it, though. <laughs> this is what I would do. Look, if I'm Luke Pletcher, I'm telling them, hey, you guys stuff all your crap in one locker. You share a locker. I'm taking two <laughs> lockers. All right. <laughs> well, hopefully, in about a month, we won't have this problem. Anymore. All right. So, all right. Last two questions. All right. How tall are you? I gotta know. I'm five foot three. Dang, and you got some trunks for legs too. What do you, do you squat all the time? Uh, I think they're just genetic. Genetic. All right, all right. Me and Tervell, me and Tervell came up with a theory: is is for kids who had trampolines as a kid that now have large legs. I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't know, man. I got a trampoline in my backyard, and my kids got skinny legs. <laughs> hmm. Probably because they don't use it. They don't. There goes that. that. <laughs> all right, last question. All fun and games. Why is not Coach Ryan tan all the time? He's always so tan. Looks like he lives on the beach. Why, why is Coach Ryan tan. always so tan? Jeez, I don't know. I'd have to ask him. 
I never even noticed that. You don't notice that? His nickname's Tan Tom. No. I've never really even noticed that. You're lying. I don't have to, I don't have to, no, I swear, I don't, have to, I don't have to pay attention. So, so you're telling me that? I, he goes, to, he goes to, in the summer, he's, he's pretty tan. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, I think that we asked that question because we know, let's, let's be honest, uh, back in the Logan Steeper days, some of those dudes on the team were hitting them tanning beds pretty hard, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's the word that we're, Joey, I was talking to Joey the other day and he said he wanted us to do that again this year. I don't know if that would have been, I don't know if that would have been a part of that. You're not, you're not, you're not, you don't hit the tanning beds up? No, I don't, but if everybody was doing it, I would have to. All right. All right. Well, thank you anyway for letting us ask him some of the fun questions. All right. Look, my man, uh, we appreciate you coming on with us, talking to us. We've been wanting to have you on for quite some time. So this is awesome. Um, you've had a phenomenal three years at Ohio State, two time All American, two fourth place finishes. You got one season to go. Looking for a lot of big things out of you. I know the fans are all across Ohio are excited to watch you wrestle and excited to see you compete one more year. Um, so thanks again. Do you have any final words before we before we let you go? No, okay. Thanks for having me on. I actually I've, I've listened to your show quite a bit. I just like the uh, the I don't want to say explicit, but having just the uh, unfiltered version of a wrestling contest is nice. So I appreciate having me on. All right, we appreciate that. We. We've, we've been trying to take a little more of a, an adult approach to it and cleaning some things up lately. But you know what? It's wrestling. We love talking about, about it. And there's nothing wrong with not having the filter at times. All right, my boy. Um, yep. Thanks again. We wish you the best of luck next year. We'll be up there to see you wrestling some duels. And we can't wait to see you compete at the national tournament for your final senior season. Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. Take care, Luke.